0: It is Dukes and Bell live at Hooters. We are at the Mall of Georgia location. Again, guys, uh, if you want Hooters for the big game, you can download the Hooters app. You can come watch it. Hooters has got you taken care of uh, with big screens, big flavors. Big Daddy Beers, and uh, you can go to Hooters.com for more information. And remember the big game pack. It's the big game bundle for just 44.49. So they've got you covered. Mike, um, before we get into what's going on around college football, and it, it is big news for the SEC, and also coming up this hour, Steve Coonan going to join us, Hawks CEO. Hawks won last night. We started the show talking about this. Urgency. Yeah. Urgency. I, it, it looked and felt a little different. I know the Suns were shorthanded. But, you know, you still had some guys that didn't have a great night. Bogey didn't have a great night shooting. DeAndre Hunter didn't have a great night shooting. But nope. we found a way to get it done. Trey but, looked like old Trey. That's the Trey we're looking for. But I think John, too, with, with the way John – and, again, one game doesn't define you one dunk, does it? But everybody said that was an aggressive dunk
1: last night. Everybody kind of read into it, including Sports Center. that there you go. There's, you know, two years of rumors in your head. Wham! And he throws it down with a tomahawk and elevated like – like literally like had rockets in his, in his high tops. But yeah, we'll talk about it with Steve Coonan. But, the, again, it doesn't help me if you go on losing you lose and you don't build on it, Carl. That's what we've been looking at. Win seven out of eight. Make that run. By the way, as a sidebar, I understand LeBron is now the all-time scoring leader. Yeah. You know, the Lakers you know, could have used him last night. <laughs> I know they had to honor him, and I know that, you know, I, we, this is not a, an attack on LeBron. I'm just saying they made a big trade because they got to get into the play-in situation. And I was kind of saying to myself, he couldn't do these same things where like warm-ups. You know, yeah. I just, I got to be honest. I was like, could have used it last night, LeBron. That, that game came down to a couple of possessions if you didn't see
0: it. No, it did. I do think they'll make a run, uh, but I don't think they're as good as, as the Suns now with Durant right. when Durant gets there. Suns were in town last night. Durant wasn't in uniform. They had a bunch of guys that were out because of the trade. We'll talk more about that and get Steve Coonan's thoughts as well. Right now, let's talk some dogs. <laughs> bell on the sidelines with the dogs the dog report is brought to you by engineered solutions of georgia a proud partner of the georgia bulldogs the sec has been the best conference and it will continue to be because oklahoma and texas are coming now that doesn't mean that oklahoma or texas are going to dominate the sec i still think they are behind alabama and georgia and some people will say lsu and there's some other programs that may be ahead of the curve including tennessee but they're coming, and they're coming early, Mike, because they're going to leave the Big 12, and they will start play all right, in the SEC sooner than expected. But it's costing them $100 million to move early.
1: $50 million each, right? Is that the buyout?
0: Oklahoma and Texas agree in principle to pay the Big 12 a total of $100 million to join the SEC in 2024. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to happen in 2025. So this is kind of, you know, we knew they were coming, but I said... They were going to get out of their contract. You know what this is? This is a divorced couple living together. They knew that they were having at some point to have to leave, and I want out as soon as possible. There's no reason for them to stick around the Big 12. Right. Big 12 has no intentions of doing anything for Texas or Oklahoma. They're looking ahead to their new members. And so Texas and Oklahoma is
1: like, we're going to cut the check. $50 million each, and they're coming early. It would be nice if one of these teams could win the conference on their way out In these next two years, just a thought. We'll see if Brent Venables does or if if Steve Sarkeesian can. Because, you know, TCU, for all the things that everyone was lauding Sonny Dykes for, I mean, that was still Gary Patterson's, in essence, squad. And he did do a great job, you know, in the portal and and did do some great recruiting. He's going to build off the success last year. But, I mean, if the bell cow is TCU and you still got two more years of Oklahoma and Texas, I want to see these guys come in the SEC. Look, their brand is their brand, Carl. But I'd love to see Sark... For all the things he's been through and you've been through as a Texas fan, play some great defense. How is the defensive recruiting this year, by the way?
0: Well, Listen, the defense, Texas is built like an SEC team. The problem is, and you're getting Arch Manning, they're going to be fine, Mike. I I do not think, just like with A&M when they came in, or Missouri, or any of these other schools that have been, you know, afforded the opportunity to come in the SEC, they're not taking over tomorrow. But I do think for people who feel like this is going to be just, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be uh, pushovers. You forget Oklahoma's been in the national championship. They've been in the college football playoff. Now, I don't know if Brent Venables is going to do, okay, what his, his predecessors did there. But we know they're capable. We know that they have the ability to be there. I just think it makes the conference stronger. And more importantly, you know what? Every Saturday, man, it's already tough in the SEC. Well, no, now look, you got to travel to
1: Austin or Norman. Nah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be musty TV. But Oklahoma hasn't won a national championship since Big Game Bob Stoops in two thousand two. You know, and, and we're getting back to Texas. I know that uh, it's onward and upward. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dogging them out. I'm just saying it would be nice to see them kind of stomp their guts out and have that momentum yeah. that they are an SEC-looking team when they come into the conference. And by the way, Oklahoma was awful last year. You know, under venerables, And Lincoln Riley didn't get to the championship game and win it. But as you said, they Turn were always around. in the conversation. The thing about Oklahoma, I will say this they played their best game of the year against Florida State in the cheese Pole. Yeah. That's the best they looked in, all in the, season long. So, the year, yeah. perhaps that extra month of practice, which coaches are dying for. So, we'll see if Oklahoma gets it cooking. But that's going to be interesting to see every single game. I mean, yeah, throw out Vanderbilt, etc. But Carl, you're right. The idea that Auburn's playing in Oklahoma, you know, Texas is coming to Georgia. That's must-see TV for anybody, anywhere in the country. It's
0: big brands. It's big football. It continues to add to the viability of the SEC. SEC, as I said, to start, right. it's always been the best conference. This is getting better. That's right. all. And for Texas and Oklahoma now to have this footprint to be able to do the things recruiting-wise that they've always been able to do, but now you can say, hey, you can come to Texas, and guess what? You're going to play Alabama. You're playing right. LSU. You're playing Georgia. It's the same reason why a and came, but they're coming early. Hey, so by the way,
1: Matt Rule, just as a sidebar, when Nebraska left the, uh, the Big Ten or Big 12, mm-hmm. it was stupid. We all know that. But now, you just mentioned it, the footprint. Where is he going to get his recruits from? Because you can go to Texas, Oklahoma, and now play as you mentioned in the SEC. How is Nebraska going to get anybody to come to that school? And, oh, by the way, you're playing in New Jersey, and you're playing in Minnesota, and your parents can't see you play. I'm just wondering, if, is Matt Rule going to be able to – is anybody going to be able to turn that thing
0: around? Well, remember, USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten. You so do. That's a hell of a
1: footprint there. That's it, for
0: sure. It is. And, and it creates another avenue for California kids to say, hey, I can go there and play. I, Mike, ultimately recruiting now, and this is the thing, its it used to be regional. It's not been regional for a long time. And now mm-hmm. with NIL, it's not regional. And with the money involved in TV, it's not regional. All these schools should be able to go anywhere in the country and recruit wherever they want. It's just a matter of Matt Rule getting it right. But Nebraska's gotten it wrong with their coaches so much, right. we're just accustomed to to them doing that. But listen, I think when they got in that conference, it's similar to these teams coming into the SEC. You were going to be a bottom feeder until you worked your way up.
1: Problem is, all these hires and these mishaps have continued to set them back. Well, Scott Frost was the prodigal son. Talk to Miami. They're going to the third prodigal son. Exactly right. Hey, man, some Georgia news real quick. is the Dog Report as we're live at Hooters here in Buford. Remember we spent some time a few weeks ago on the Ra-Ra Thomas incident? Yes. In the dorms and his alleged uh, lady friend saying that uh, she was not allowed to leave his dorm room. Well, Ra-Ra Thomas is still on the Bulldogs. Shared an update. Had a photo of him presumably somewhere in the Buttsmere building in front of his locker. Okay. So, uh, according to Georgia, they're aware of the reported incident. They're uh, waiting for this thing to be adjudicated. They're limited in what they can say about it. But for folks who were thinking he was going to be ejected from the program, Kirby's going to let the legal process play out. And on our show, we always say innocent, as it's supposed to be, until proven guilty. But for what it's worth, Rah-Rah Thomas, the transfer from his state, still involved with the dogs. Did she
0: press charges? Did she bring charges? Or was no, this I just believe the cops this, were this called? was
1: initiated from when the officers heard from her.
0: Okay, because that was the other part of it. Right. And and here's the deal. If he's still on the team, it kind of makes me think he might be still on the team when because the season rolls around. They're privy to stuff. No, we don't That's know. right. That's right. All right. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday, and, and uh, we didn't really talk about it. Giving college coaches after a good season a long extension just never makes sense in my opinion. Mm. Kirby earned his $100 million. He's already played in a couple of national championships prior to getting that deal. You know, he had already been to the college football playoff. And he earned his
1: $100 million paycheck.
0: You saw the program take a jump. Did Mike Norvell do that at Florida State to get an extension?
1: Brother, you know me, man. I bleed garnet and gold. Just talking to a fellow Noel over here. Norvell's done a hell of a job. They went through a lot of crap. Taggart wasn't the guy. And then Taggart flamed out at FAU, which proved he's really not the guy. Yeah. So Norvell has done it through, obviously, good recruiting, tremendous use of the transfer portal, got your best quarterback, best running back, best wide receiver coming back. But if you're a Florida State fan who watches the team week in, week out, his in-game management, specifically red zone, mm. drives you crazy. Now, if he can cut down on the cute stuff and just use your better athletes to run the other guys over, okay. But i got to tell you, I, 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 I've never understood. Notre Dame started this with, uh, who was it, oh, years ago. Charlie Weiss. But the, the, pre, the coach who went to Stanford, uh, Ty Willingham. Oh, Ty Willingham. But, I mean, you, yeah. you can look at After they fired him early. But you can look at it. Teams outbid themselves, to your point yesterday. And I, I just thought, yeah, give him two-year extension to lock him into 29? Either way, Florida State fans, you had a 10-win season. You're feeling good. You're the best team in the state. But I, I still would have slowed my roll on that extension to your point. Yeah,
0: I found it interesting. I, again, you're so afraid losing what you feel like is a good coach and again in the recruiting wars it's almost like you got to have a 10-year deal or you're not gonna yeah. some guys are negative selling against yeah you. because it's like well right? coach i talked to such and such and he's under contract i mean are you going to be here and you never want a kid asking if you're going to be there georgia doesn't have to worry about that with kirby it's dukes and bell it's our dog report guys coming up we get to the picks we're picking the super bowl we're picking prop bets stay right there
1: everyone waits this is Squid Billy's people, Carl. I understand that. So Squid Billy, are you Squid Billy's people? We're coming back. They I'll want to hear what Squid
0: Billy has. Though. Each and every week. Bum, 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 bum. And this is the last time we'll do it for this football season. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9. The game. Steve Coonan's coming up. Hawks CEO. In about 15 minutes, we're live at Hooters Mall of Georgia location right here in Buford, and we are going to pick the Super Bowl. Now, Why not? We've talked a lot about it this week. Uh, we'll continue to talk about it because there are some things we still need to get to, and we'll do that coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Let's get to the records. Uh, Bo Morgan, 24, 34-2. He says, wait until next season, suckers. <laughs> Chris, 30, 31-1 will be renewing his services for next season.
2: Although I think he might have did it mid-season this year because he kind of made a little turnaround there. Well,
0: he's making a run. Mike Bell is 30-30-2. Can he finish above 500? I'm like the Hawks. I'm the definition of mediocre. (laughs) Uh,
2: You said it. I Uh, am
0: 37-24. You've been looking at my ass all season (laughs) long in the bets,
2: okay? Slowly roll. I am 37-24-2.
0: He is right. And another year, another championship. Well, you didn't win it
1: last year. What are you talking about? What? I won it last year. What are you talking I'm about? I'm sorry, I don't Chris remember that. Chris won it last year. I won the year before. Hey, I don't remember I that. You haven't won this thing in three years. I don't remember that. Nice. But I'm about to win it right now. A special time in a boy's life. Carl is the champion. All right, so. He locked that, it in. By the way, you locked it up about two weeks ago this season. Uh, yeah, you
0: said you yeah. couldn't catch me. But here's the irony. Chris could catch you if you blow this these picks. This Who remembers weekend.
1: second place, Carl?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do because it's the Super Bowl. We normally pick during the season. College games, NFL games, we give you spreads, we give you over-unders. Right. But because it's the Super Bowl, we're going to do the game so you can pick over-under or spread. And we're going to give you two prop bets, okay, because these are fun. These are always the bets that you go, yeah, you and your buddies and you bet on it. And then you go, that was stupid. So we have to give you two prop bets, which gives, gives us three bets each, right? right? And then we'll total them up on Monday and we'll talk about it coming back off the Super Bowl. All right. I want to start with Bo. Bo, what do you got? Who do you like in the Super Bowl and why? And then give us your two prop bets. Oh,
2: I can't go in reverse to build up the drama? Oh, please mm-hmm. do. All right, I'm going to go with prop bets first. Uh, the I found a couple of uh, interesting ones. The first one is total players to attempt to pass. The over is two and a half. So, if anyone, you know, basically the two quarterbacks, that's two. So, okay. automatically you got two. Does there any trick play where hmm. there's a third – passer in this game. Ah. The over is It could be anybody.
0: It could be a w- running back, wide receiver. As long as it's an So you're an saying an there's illegal,
2: another Philly special. Illegal yeah. attempted forward okay. pass. Okay. I'm going with the over. You think there will I be? I think there will be. Okay. I, I could see... You know, uh, Juju or Pacheco or someone like that rolling out. Maybe Kadarius Toney, who I think played quarterback in high school. Jarrett McKinnon played quarterback at Georgia Southern.
0: Well, he went to Sprayberry. He's a hometown kid.
2: So, I really think that Kansas City, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. Whether we want to give him credit or not, he is. I'm going there. The other one is, does either team get a safety, yes or no? I did my research. I looked at the numbers. Look at the
1: numbers.
0: Look
2: at the numbers. There's only been nine safeties in 57 Super – or 56 Super Bowls right. to date.
1: Was the last one the Peyton Manning one? No, look- there was uh,
2: – was the last one? I don't know. I didn't do that research. <laughs> Thanks for
1: asking. <laughs> well, the f- last one I remember is the wall. Remember Peyton's eyes, Carl, yeah. at MetLife Stadium? Yeah. No. That's, no. The one, that's the last one yeah. I remember. Right. So yeah. that's
2: the last – unless Philly my- – Ph- Billy might have ran out of the end zone or something in one or so, uh, in the, right. the one against the Patriots. I can't really remember, but I'm going with no safeties. Ooh. So it's yes or no. Okay, I went with no.
1: Hostetler in the end zone at Super Bowl 25 to keep the Bills and the Giants close. By the way, it was a smart play. Safe in that one. If this game starts off
0: with a safety, I'm going to be laughing my butt hey, off. I, I, I jinxed it. I jinxed <laughs>
2: it. And uh, the, the finally the game. Do I think J- Jalen Hurts? I think can beat you from the pocket. Yes, but. Phillies ran for an average of almost 148 yards a game this mm. season. This is the eighth best rushing defense in Kansas City. Their game plan is to make Hurts do just that. Make him beat you with his arm and not his legs. Mm. And the other guy's legs. He's been he's been phenomenal this year. But remember, he didn't throw for 4,000 yards. He hasn't thrown for over 300 yards total in the playoffs. Give me the better quarterback and the better head coach, oh. and that is wearing red and yellow oh. on Sunday. I'm taking the Chiefs oh. and the one and a half.
0: Oofah. Bo likes the Chiefs That's to right. Win the By the Super way, Bowl. when
2: the Chiefs become the, uh, the 86 Patriots? Hold on, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All, right? Everybody All, right. All right? Oh, no, they
1: can't beat them. So they're unbeatable. I got a little factoid for you. Again, guys, Carl does a nationally syndicated show on Sunday morning on CBS Radio. And – I get gigs like talking at the morning show in Panama City this morning. Uh, it was on the radio down there, and because it had to come, was a big market juice. The Chiefs, 8-11 <laughs> and 11 against the spread this year. The last time a team was under 500 against the spread for the year.
2: In the Super Bowl, guess who? The Chiefs. Can I bring up one fact? And they that? got humiliated 31 9 by the Bucs. Remember, that Chiefs team, though, was missing three, not one, offensive not two, but three starting offensive linemen and against the that year's best pass rushing one, team.
1: One high ankle sprain equals three offensive linemen. It's true. In
2: two weeks, he's healthy. I bet the Chiefs,
1: but I've got buyer's remorse on this because everything's pointing towards the Eagles. Um, I'm going to take the over on this. Over under is 51. Okay. It was 50 and a half. 27 24 was perfect. Now you got to go 28 24. To get you over, but the over, I think, even with the defense, I think a lot of points get uh, scored in this one. Here's a great one. I got to beat Chris, so I'm gonna go with the easy bet minus 150. Kickoffs a touchback, stupid, simple, easy. Not bringing it back. Very. So in Vegas, you bet 150, you get 100. So there you go. Okay, how about that? Two easy prop bets. There you go. It sounds like. And I'm taking. Like I got to stick with the Chiefs getting one and a half. Although I, I, I'm, I'm not
0: feeling. All right, Chris, are you going to catch Mike? We're doing our pick segment, guys. We're live at Hooters. Coming up, Steve Coonan, Hawk CEO. What do you got, Chris? All right, well, I will also be taking the Chiefs to make it three for three so far. What? Kiss of death. Yes. And then (laughs) how about Mahomes over two-and-a-half passing touchdowns if the Chiefs are going to win this game, which I believe they will.
2: It's a a good one, Chris. He
0: must be throwing over two-and-a-half passing touchdowns. And then Miles Sanders under. 13 and a half rushing attempts. That's a big number when you have a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts, and you also got guys like Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, who they like to use right. in short yardage situations. So KC plus one and a half, Mahomes over two and a half passing TDs, and Miles Sanders under 13 and a half carries.
2: I can tell my intelligence has rubbed off on Chris <laughs> wow. this time with me. And Chris, <laughs> I commend you, sir. <laughs>
0: Chris, don't take that. Well. Here's the deal, guys. For me, it's simple. Prop bets, Chiefs over one and a half field goals in this game. Mm. They will. There will be more than one and a half field goals in this game. Chiefs will kick more. That, I'm going to take that prop bet. I like it. Team with the longest play from scrimmage, Eagles. Eagles. I'm taking that. As Without my Tyreek prop bet. Hill,
1: A.J. Brown, and Devontae
0: Smith, there's your guy right there. I'm taking that prop. Bet. And again, it doesn't have to be a touchdown. No. We're talking about a 20, 25 yard, 30 yard pickup. Or like the first play of the game against San Francisco that was a big score. Right? Absolutely. Picked up, picked up the pass play. So the team with the uh, longest play from scrimmage, I'm going Eagles. Those are my two props. And guys, this is simple for me. Defense wins championships. They are playing the best defense in the NFL. They turned everybody over more than anybody else. They had the most sacks than anybody else. That doesn't change on Sunday. I love Patrick Mahomes, but I don't think he's got enough to go up against this Eagles defense. And, again, who scares you on the outside? We said
1: it, Mike. You mentioned A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith for the Eagles. Who scares you for the Chiefs? Juju Smith-Schuster makes a million dollars if he goes over 50 yards receiving, and they win the game.
2: Oh, I mean – who that's in his contract. That's, a, that's that's
1: an incentive, by the way. Kelsey scares you.
2: Yeah, he scares me. Yeah. Kadarius yeah. Tony, if he's healthy, yeah. scares me.
0: But he doesn't take the top off the deal. McCall defense. Hardman's out,
2: right? Kadarius does. M- M-
0: McCole Hardman is out. I'm going Eagles to win. Again, the point spread has remained the same. One and a half. One and a half. I got the Eagles. A couple of guys at the bar said, I asked them, they was like, Eagles, Eagles. Say it, Carl. Fly, Eagles. Fly, 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 Eagles. Fly, baby. <laughs> I got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Here's the deal. Since we truly don't have a rooting interest and we're all just hoping to win money at the end of the day, Let's just get a good game. Right. Let's just get a competitive, fun game right. so
1: we can enjoy the drinks and the snacks. And at the end of the day, we say, hey, I want a little money. That's all yeah. I'm hoping for. I want for. to be talking about the Eagles and the Chiefs and not the Sylvester Stallone commercial. It's just <laughs> true. You know what I mean? Hey, by the way, if you were in Vegas and the old days, Carl and I were talking off the air. we got like a minute here. Remember the old days of the Imperial Palace, little casino across from Caesars? You could make your own bets. You could make up your own stuff, and you give it to the boss. And He would look at it. And he goes, no, we can't take that. How about this? Patrick Mahomes total passing yards greater than total yards rushing and passing mm. from Jalen Hurts total total in other words 420 yards passing maybe in a losing effort and Jalen Hurts maybe runs for 100 throws for 200 that's a good that's bet. A, I just that's the kind of stuff I know the wheels are always oh, spinning yeah, yeah, yeah. try that one on your local guy. Talk to your buddy. See if Uncle Saul or Sal will give that to you. But what do you think about that one? Uh, I I think Imperial Palace would have took that action. Right? It's it's a compelling bet. Hey, coming up, Steve
0: Coonan. Hawks win last night, but they made a move at the trade deadline. What's it mean, and how much better are we going to be in the second half of the season? It's Dukes and Bell. Steve Coonan, Hawk CEO, we're live at
1: Hooters, we are at the Mall of Georgia location. Look at the people, by the way, this is what we love, it's like a a very dysfunctional family, but a great crew, we've got basically everybody, older, younger, it's a great representation, Carl, of what our city is, the mosaic that is Atlanta.
0: It's good to see so many familiar faces, I mean, I know, this feels like, this feels like training camp, right, when we were up here. All right, Steve Coonan, we got a lot to talk about, first of all, thanks for being here as always, good win last night, we need more of those wins but let's start with the trade deadline, Steve. We did do something at the deadline. And, listen, a lot of folks around the NBA are, are giving us a lot of credit. Yeah,
3: nothing saying, to sneeze at. Nice pickup. Well, thank you. Thank you both so very much. be <laughs> well, no, so appreciated. We, we,
1: we looked at Sadiq Bey's numbers, and immediately a couple of listeners hit us up and said, this guy went for
3: 51 last year. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he could do that every night, but I, once in a while that would be a hell of a thing. Well, I think Will Chamberlain's the only one who's done that every night. <laughs> yeah.
1: But but he's it's a nice addition, Steve. It's a nice piece we're looking for scoring in a wing.
3: I agree, and, and also remember this is the trading during the season. The lion's share of the activity, you know, in roster building usually happens right before the draft. So I I was very pleased that the assets that we gave up and the assets that we brought back I think have us in really good shape. So. I was really pleased, and I think Landry Fields did an outstanding job in the whole team.
0: Um, How do we get more consistency? It's been our issue all season. Uh, You said a few weeks back, maybe a month ago, you said, hey, let us get healthy. Okay, I I think we are. So how do we get that, Steve?
3: Well, if I knew, I probably wouldn't be doing this. Um, It's you know, it's um, up and down. One step forward, one step back, and that's right. what 28 and 28 shows on the on the record. Um, what I'm hoping is we have a very heavily back weighted schedule um, of home games, and I'm hoping that we just get that momentum. When we had the five game winning streak, things looked really good. Then we had a couple injuries, and we dropped a few games. So, you know, we've been talking about team of consistently inconsistent on the show for the last few weeks so i i like the schedule coming up we've got an odd trip to toronto i think thrown in monday uh, san antonio's a, a team that just traded their center that um, i think they um, have future aspirations of rebuilding so we just got to go handle i mean i hate to use cliches but the next game we you know up we got to go handle
1: it is, a Steve. You have guys. It. By the okay. way, if you have
3: any ideas, if you do have any ideas, we're totally well, open. To them. I mean, the only. Oh, I've idea, got ideas. Oh, we got ideas. It's called oh, do your you job. Do oh, I've got ideas. No,
1: Steve. This is the thing. I mean, Remember if DeAndre the Hunter, been the
3: wheel of fans to come in and play, Mike, from a few years ago. No,
1: but that's it's a great improvement. Again, all things are relative. The bar was raised two years ago. You spoiled us, and now it's just if DeAndre Hunter lives up to the extension you guys gave him and can give me more consistency. John Collins, you know, Steve, John Collins has been the great in-between everything. Is he a forward? Is he a center? Can he pick and roll? Don't want him shooting the three. What is he? And I think there was a little bit, certainly we could all agree, Some, if you want to say he expended some frustration on that dunk, I think it's at least maybe John balls out now with presence. I don't know, some, I guess, a clarity of mind that he's not getting traded, right? That now he knows well, he's I here. Mean, but we've had all that, that stuff, for three years. He's gone for another six months. Right.
3: So... I, I'm all in all in favor of every one of your theories, plans, and notions. You know, count me in. <laughs> but
1: why but what what is it about this team? Why, why haven't they done their jobs? I'm gonna get them to argue with me one way or the other. Why can't they uh, no, why can't please. these guys all four of the starting five play at a high level on a consistent basis? That's the question.
3: I, don't I asked
1: it already and he said he didn't have the answer. Well let's ask it again until <laughs> we get the answer we want. He Try it in said. Spanish. <laughs>
0: yes. He just said if I had the answer. I don't have the answer. Here's what I do know, that this team, if they're going to come together, Steve, and this is the thing that I think that Nate is preaching, obviously Landry Fields, the front office now with, with Kyle Corver, it's up to these guys. Like, ultimately, it's up, it's up to the guy. We have enough talent. You see it in those nights where we're really good, and then when we're, on those nights that we're not, you kind of wonder what's wrong. Nobody's going to play perfect every night in the NBA, but that's the issue for me is we have the talent. I think we can be a top-four team in the East.
3: I think we can, too. I think right now we have to catch up, and I think we've got to be consistent, and I think that every night that we go on the floor, we can't underestimate the opponent. When we look at the um, analytical tracking of where we thought we would be at the season, we're four games off of where we thought we would be, and I can name each one of those games, you know, Charlotte, Houston, where we, you know, we lost our grip on strong leads in the fourth quarter. Mm. That said, you know, it's a 82-game season, and we played 56. So I'm very positive, and the fans, you know, have been great, and the support of the team's great. We're sold out again. We're now, I think we've been sold out 23 of 25 games, and you guys come to the arena. It's, it's electric. It's fun. It's we've, fun. We've got to bring it every night, and um, I'm hoping we will.
1: It is Steve Koonin, guys, the CEO of your Atlanta Hawks one last night, and again, we're getting close to that all-star break. Trade deadline comes and goes. Lots of big moves. The West, a bit, kind of a power shift, Steve. Another argument for why the Hawks can make a run. There's a lot more talent now with Kyrie and Durant making the moves at the Western Conference.
3: That's true, but let, let's be honest, it wasn't like Brooklyn was in first place. Especially so, us, though. I, I understand that, and and I, I do agree that, uh, you know, you've seen, like, when Harden came over to the East and other guys come over to the East. So the, the Phoenix move was a very interesting move. They certainly went all in. We'll see what happens.
0: Were you surprised at all at the frenzy of action around the league? I think a lot of people – listen, the Kyrie thing set it off, but then you were like boom, 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 boom. There was a lot of action this particular trade deadline. Some people True, say it was the, the, is- the most ever.
3: No, well, but we were talking about this, you know, when you know December and January came around and people were lamenting, why haven't we made you know a deal? And you saw it—it's literally a 36-hour frenzy to the finish line. And um, I, I was at a funeral yesterday, and my my phone's going crazy, you know, with, with updates and want to welcome back Bruno Fernandez, um, you know. And there's so many different strategies and reasons that people are making these moves to tuck in, to, you know, move around the cap and all kinds of different pieces. Um, and I was, I, like I said, I was very pleased with where we ended up. And I'm looking forward to Sadiq Bay coming to Atlanta. And, you know what, Mike? Let's hope he goes for 51 <laughs> a night. That would be a I heck mean, of a lot of fun. It was,
1: it was just fun to watch. Not, I mean, again, not intimately aware of the Pistons' you know, comings and goings. It was kind of cool to see a guy show, again, the, the pedigree we talked about yesterday, the High School, Villanova, everything it would check all the boxes yeah. for a young man, you hope, with two years of salary control that you can actually do some things with. I, I love
3: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, hey, and way, he played hard against us. I mean, he, yeah, he was a handful every time we played them.
1: No, and I also think, you know, like, you get marketing. That's why you got the job. You're really great at it. It's just the idea you're not throwing up the white flag. Like, had they moved Bogey off
3: the roster? Oh, no. The fact no, that I everyone's mean, here. We're going to compete, and we're going to do everything we can, you know, to rally the city and to win. So that, that wasn't a consideration. You know, it's hard fighting ghosts, in, which are Internet rumors. Um, and I don't think anybody saw Durant headed to Phoenix two days ago. Do you? No. Right. So, you know, what I've learned is this is a lot of fun and a great fodder to talk about. But at the end of the day, you know, you've got 30 teams working really hard to improve themselves or fulfill some other strategic reasons. And the great part is we get to do it again around June 23rd, which should be a blast. So we ought to create all kinds of good stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, the reason why, um, I don't know if anybody realized, you know, stars make their way out of places they don't want to be in the NBA, but they gave up four first-round picks to get to Durant. I mean, that's the other part of this. Like, you're giving up a lot, of, a lot of equity there when you start talking about these teams and these trades, and you're giving up current guys. You know, I heard Monty Williams last night after the loss to us say, it was a hard day because he liked a lot of the guys that were on his team, but, you know, you got to make these deals. So I agree. Steve, who do you like in the Super Bowl?
3: I think Philly is a special team. And I think we kind of forget they were 14-1 and one, and then Jalen hurt his shoulder. And um, I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there's a football player on earth I enjoy watching more. But I really think Philly is going to win the game where football games are won on the offensive and defensive line. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: And, Steve, we know you work with everybody from Kobe to Michael, all the big names when you're working on the Coca-Cola side before TV and now with the Hawks. This thing with LeBron, uh, it would be awesome if the Lakers can put it together because I would imagine everybody who's got an NBA contract would love to see these guys playing
3: some basketball in May. Oh, I mean, from the TV side, it's a dream. But, you know, I I hate to be the contrarian, but I'm not sure Rui Hashimura and Mo Bamba are going to get you to the promised land. I mean, so mm. I'm not sure what they added makes them a contender. I saw the Talking Heads. Saying that, but I I, candidly, I don't see it.
0: Well, I know this the next 26 games for us is critical, and for you know, positioning in, in the East and to see what we can do. Uh, I, I want to see how this shakes out. And listen, there's nothing better than our team winning and being in, in, in the playoffs, and I think that's ultimately the goal. And I think we're going to get there. I just don't know where we're going to be positioned, and that's why these games are going to be so much fun. Steve, Cooney, I, I couldn't man.
3: agree with you more. We want to set ourselves up for meaningful games in the spring, and that's our plan. We agree.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, enjoy Super Bowl weekend. Steve Coonan. Who do we you two talking.
3: like? Have you given Mike's, your picks
0: Mike's, yet?
1: Well, Mike, Mike bet the, uh, the uh, Chiefs I early. The Chiefs, now I've got buyer's remorse, Steve. By the way, what kind who, of spread? Who, did you, bet? The Super Bowl? who did you bet? got the Eagles. I got the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, the Chiefs. thank you, Mike.
3: That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, what, what's going on? <laughs> by the way, what's, what's Honey, a Coonan spread? Honey,
3: you can spread? go re the house.
1: Sorry. What's a Coonan spread, by the way? What, by the way, I'm never betting the Hawks again in Vegas. Rest assured. What are you doing with the Super Bowl? What are you doing?
3: You know, I think we're going to do maybe some stone crabs, um, you know, and maybe, maybe some kind of cold seafood that is edible in front of a television.